The What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good morning. This is Aaron Strout. I am the CMO of W2O Group, and I am the uh, lead interviewer on our new podcast called What to Know. I am uh, at the NUCO Shift Forum. Uh, we've done a few podcasts already, and our guest right now is the wonderful, he's looking down to make sure I get his name right, Ryan Leslie, because I said it wrong earlier, but I know who he is. I even validated with my kids, like they know who you are. Um, he is a fascinating mix. He did one of the opening keynotes this morning. He is a musician, rapper, producer, and he runs a business. He's the CEO and uh, founder of Superphone. The story, if you've not heard it, is pretty amazing, so I'm going to let him tell the story, but Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so first of all, we have to back up a little bit because there's a couple interesting tidbits. Your parents were in the Salvation Army. Yes. And you moved all over, but I think you hailed from California originally or you spent some time in California. I went to, uh, I applied to college from California. Yes. And uh, John asked this question, but I'm going to ask the question as well. So tell us what you got, um, I think at age 14 on your SATs. <laughs> I'm sure you're sick of seeing this. But. Yes, yes, yes. So people who do their research, they'll see that uh, I got a perfect score. And uh, that was really, I think, one of the linchpins for me actually being able to get into school at such a young age. I took the California High School proficiency exam, scored really well in my SATs uh, and a couple achievement tests and matriculated at Harvard a year later. But I have to say, there was a local university that decided to pass on you in spite of all your entrepreneurship and in spite of your perfect scores, right? Yeah, do, you think Stan, do you think Stanford might be kicking themselves a little bit now? No. So actually, I think it, uh, the it, there were three Ivy Leagues that I applied to. It was Harvard, Stanford, Yale. And it was actually Yale that gave me the small envelope. So Oh, really? Yeah. So Stanford, actually, I'm probably kicking myself now that... I'm running around the valley and raising money for Superphone. I've, I, I see that there's, you know, kind of a, a really, as I say, a, a proclivity for investors to invest in Stanford grads just because, you know, they're, they're coding and building companies right in the backyard of Silicon Valley. So I have to tell you, your Wikipedia page, which is not always perfect, is incorrect. So we need to make okay. sure that we get someone on that to All update right, yeah. that information. Okay. Um, so... I think you started playing music early days and actually played yeah. in the Salvation Army band. I did. And played piano, taught yourself piano. I did. Yeah. I did. I so, did. Um, you know, how did, like, when did you know, you know what, I really want to at least dedicate part of my life to being a performer? Well, I, I knew that as soon as I saw the reactions of all the smiling girls in my high school. And then uh, as, that, as that trend continued in college, I told my dad, this is 100% this is what I want to do. Now, are people surprised because I think sometimes musician, particularly rapper, and like off the charts smart don't always, I shouldn't say that. There's an, my, my daughter actually is, you know, she plays guitar and is a wonderful singer. Smarts come together, but they're sometimes different. They're not necessarily academic smarts yeah. and that kind of smarts. Like, have people been surprised when they find out, oh my gosh, this guy is probably 10 times smarter than I am? <laughs> you know, I, I, when I first got into the music industry in New York, and I think this is for any young person that's looking to figure out what their identity is. The Harvard card wasn't a card that I played, you know, because I wanted to I wanted people to feel like, look, you know, I'm in an industry, I'm hustling, I'm grinding, I'm I'm trying to achieve the American dream the same way as everyone else was at that time in New York City. And I I, I thought at that time if I 
told people that I graduated from Harvard that they may say like, oh, well, you know, this isn't fair. He already has a great backup plan. He has a great plan B. He can always go get a job somewhere. Where what I've noticed with a lot of young musicians, especially in hip hop and R&B, they come from... I mean, look at Jay-Z's story. It came from Marcy Projects or, or Puff coming from Harlem. And, you know, these aren't guys that, that, that graduated from one of the top Ivy League schools in the universe, right? So I didn't, I didn't really wear it on my sleeve. Uh, and uh, I've, I would say I've embraced it a lot more as I've been making the rounds here in the Valley and, and starting to tell my story more. Uh, because when I give concerts, it's not like I tell all my fans my backstory. I don't have the same platform that I have here at Nuco. Yeah. Um, I'm sure your parents coming from humble beginnings probably didn't hurt in terms of I can sense the humility and in, in talking to you and getting to know you. So I would like to fast forward a little bit to um, what you were talking about you know, earlier today, and that is the Superphone Project. So walk us through this story because it's kind of an incredible story where there are artists that occasionally say, I'm going to take that leap. I'm going to put my cell phone number out there for anyone to jump on it. You've got it on your Instagram account yes. now. Talk a little bit about that. So, so Superphone is very, very simple. It was a really built for me initially as a solution for me because I felt so disconnected from the following that I was building on social. So I have 450,000 likes on Facebook, 550,000 Twitter followers, 285,000 Instagram followers, 185,000 YouTube subscribers. And as my audience grew, I felt more and more and more disconnected from them. And that disconnection was really manifesting itself in reduced album sales so today selena gomez 100 million instagram followers she would be very happy if she sold 100 million albums uh, 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 an album for every follower that it's a it's a lot more like a one percent conversion and so what i did with superphone is i gave my number to everyone i needed to have a smarter phone number than the phone number I had from Verizon or T-Mobile at the time. I tried with Google Voice initially, and then I realized that I needed to build my own platform. And what my platform does is very, very simple. It's a simple auto-response chain that, number one, I'll, I'll give my phone number right now. It's 646-887-6927. You send me a text right now, my phone will recognize that if we haven't exchanged a message before, I don't have your info, so I'll just ask for your info. 90%, no, sorry, 99% of people who text me and my phone says, hey, who is this? They'll give me their info. And so 35,000 people texted me over the course of a year of my 280,000 Instagram followers. 35,000 people texted me. 33,000 people responded to that first prompt, gave me their info. And one out of every two of those people, when I suggested that they support my latest project, actually did so. So that's a 50% conversion rate. And I was expecting this. And when I started to tell this story to marketers, they said, you do understand that those conversion rates are off the charts. Those are, those are remarkable. Yeah, nobody has any business getting anything that high. <laughs> but I think one of the things that's cool, and, and first of all, you, I think, said you built this on Twilio? Yes, I did. So the issue is, and I've had this conversation with a few people, I do events at South by Southwest, and it's hard because you have to do the personal touch thing, right? So yes. John's here. Um, John, I think, has helped put this event together because of his personal you know, network, Absolutely. John Patel, that is. And so 
you took the leap of faith. And I think one of the things that you found was that giving something that was so personal and allowing people to feel like they're having a relationship with you and really having the technology to make it seamless was critical. Now, how did you come up with that idea? Like what made you think I need to go beyond social media and I need to actually give someone my cell phone number? Well, like I was saying, I felt so disconnected. And after a while, I started to think to myself, okay, if the conversion is only really 1%, what's the use of having such a large number of followers? If they're not able to see my content, if they are still missing my concerts, they say that the statistic is that 40% of unsold concert tickets are because people don't even know you're playing. And as a musician, as an artist that was leveraging social platforms, of course I was posting all the time. Of course I posted on Twitter seven times that I'm playing you know, San Francisco or Albuquerque or Phoenix or whatever city I was playing. And inevitably, when we got on the tour bus the next day, I'd still have fans tweeting in saying, oh, I didn't even, oh my goodness, I didn't know Ryan was even in town last night. And so once that started to happen and it started to happen consistently, I said, well, if I sent you a text, would, it, would, 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 would that have gotten through to you? And said, oh, of course. So I think you made a great point just now where you said, look, I gave something that was very personal. And in giving that, the reciprocation is that they gave me a direct line of access to communication. I'm very transparent with this as well. As, you know, I'm at scale of 60,000 people, 60,000 conversations in my super phone right now. There's absolutely no way that human, it was humanly, physically impossible for me to type a response to every single one of those people. Um, and so there's a, there's a very transparent uh, hierarchy in my phone. My family at the top of that, uh, friends, investors, and then uh, fans that have gone out of their way to support at the highest level. I want to make sure that they deserve to get a little bit more love. And if that's just, uh, you know, but all of the other pieces that I can scale, a happy birthday, uh, happy holidays, a, you know, hey, it's been a couple of months and we haven't talked, that kind of vibe. I can, I can build that into the intelligence layer on top of my messaging. And so the moonshot for Superphone is beyond just influencer activation, beyond just, okay, let me convert the four or five, 500,000 followers I have on Instagram into phone numbers. It actually comes down to a layer of intelligence on messaging, which I believe is going to be the dominant form of human communication, that layer of intelligence on messaging that allows you to scale your relationships. Because most people may have a couple hundred, maybe even a couple thousand people in their phone, and they're only interacting with a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of those people. And the idea and concept behind the long-term vision of Superphone is that Superphone will give you the ability to um, have intelligence on your messaging and give you a score and say, hey, look, Ryan, this is how close you are with Aaron. This is how long it takes for you to respond or for him to respond when you text him. When you guys have phone calls, this is how long you guys spend on the phone. We're, we've looked in your Google Calendar. This is how many meetings you guys have had over the last year. And it gives me a relationship score on literally everyone. This is how many followers he has when you need influencers to do something for you. So... You know, what started as a very, very simple, hey, I want to be able to text all my fans so they don't miss my shows, I started to realize that I have a more intelligent messaging platform for my fans than I had for my family. And then I moved my family there. And then as I started to raise money, I moved my investors into Superphone. And so it's been really, really valuable in that sense. And that's the value that we want to be able to give to everyone who's obviously 
messaging every day without any kind of insights or intelligent layer intelligence layer on top of their messaging well as i mentioned earlier you know as a marketer of 20 years like i'm impressed uh i love the thinking behind it for the final sort of section of the show i do like to sort of get inside people's brains and ask sure. you know yeah. what do you do for inspiration so if you're like me, I have three kids. I rarely have time to read books. I read a lot of articles online, but is there a book or anything that sort of has inspired you recently where you're like, wow, that got me to think differently that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, so building a startup, I'm very, very fortunate that uh, one of the people who texted me was an entrepreneur in residence at Andreessen Horowitz. I always, always shout him out. His name's Tristan Walker, and he set up a meeting for me with- Former Foursquare guy. Yes. yes. Yeah, I know Tristan. Yes. Yeah. He set up a meeting for me with Ben Horowitz, who then became my first angel investor. And uh, you could do worse than that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, good. <laughs> and uh, Ben wrote a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And so as I began to transition and to really take seriously the path ahead of me as a startup founder, that book was really pivotal and a crucial you know collection of insights learnings inspiration and uh, continues to be a great source of uh, of of insight for me today so the hard thing about hard things ben horowitz that's great i actually have started to read that book it's one of about five that i've gotten you know probably 50 pages into yes from what i've read i can also endorse it and ben is certainly a smart dude last question and this is funny asking an actual artist about <laughs> artists but i like to find out um, you know, this is telling about people. If you're on a desert island, stranded there for the rest of your life, and you have one album for anyone that's younger than, you know, 20, although vinyl's starting to make a comeback, they probably are like, what's an album? But, you know, it's a collection of songs put out by an artist. What would that uh, album be that, you know, you'd put on Forever Play? Yes, it's for me, of course, hands down, Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life for so many different reasons. Just the the musical genius that's embodied on those recordings is incredible. Uh, the inspiration that Stevie has had on my musicianship, my career, my career pathway, the dreams of how I want to touch people musically. And also, since I'm going to be there for a long time, it has a lot of records. It's a double album, if you will. Good choice. And uh, yeah, it's a, and some, some records are nine minutes long, you know, so a record like As is nine minutes long. So yeah, one of my favorite collections of, of work, and I think it would make a great soundtrack as I try to... Uh, Rekindle uh, a, uh, a spark to like potentially, you know, create, recreate humanity since I'm there by myself. So, was, if that could be the soundtrack, maybe I, I, you know, we do find another strange woman lurking there on the <laughs> desert, you know, that would be the right soundtrack. I love it. So, one thing that I was remiss in mentioning, you have been Grammy nominated, which is no yes. small uh, thing. Um, where can people find you if they want to go and connect with you on Superphone or connect with you on the other social channels? Yeah. Yes. So I'm at Ryan Leslie on every channel. And uh, I gave my number before. And uh, my number is prominently displayed uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, also Facebook Messenger works as well. So if you're listening internationally, don't want to pay international texting costs, your Facebook messages go straight to my actual texting, my phone, my text platform. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for being here. We have Ryan Leslie, who's, as I mentioned, a rapper slash artist, producer, um, CEO and founder of Superphone. Um, it's been a real pleasure and uh, best of luck, man. I mean, you just seem like you have the world by the tail. So I'm thank you so for you. much. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O Group, host of the What to Know podcast. And we are broadcasting live from the NUCO Shift event. Uh, 
Thank you for listening in. Want more episodes of the What to Know podcast? We post a new episode every Thursday. Check them out on iTunes, the podcast app, and the podcast page at w2ogroup.com backslash what to know.